0: everyone today is hot garbage true crime edition i'm your host nisha and this is my beautiful best friend and co-host who the
1: badass
0: and we have a really good case i mean this one is i'm just warning you right now because you never know like what the cases are or you've never heard of them and i think out of all the cases we've done this is gonna be the stupidest case that we've ever done like the stupidest
1: i mean you do some extreme stuff like i said i'm not a fan of calling anyone stupid the cases and the panic that they have when they're doing some stuff Mm -hmm. but uh you know i'm just i'm just not a fan of murder like you are that's all it is you get out there and you analyze murder and you look it through and you have you know your fan favorites of how they eat people's bodies (laughs) so it's just a different outlook of what we have for murder
0: well this one is very heavy on the life insurance um is the life insurance policies and, you know, just my opinion about life insurance. And, you know, I'm not in no way saying life insurance is not important because life insurance is important. Like, obviously, especially if you're like poor or middle class or whatever, it's important to make sure your family is taken care of after you pass on. However, on the flip side of things, if you think about it, life insurance actually perpetuates that you're actually more valuable dead than alive.
1: It does. It really does. And that and that, that whole realm and it's kind of crazy because I have life insurance and yeah, that, my life insurance is worth more than I am worth.
0: Absolutely. So. And you just pay such a small <laughs> amount per month, and then you know what I mean. You get, let's say you have a two hundred thousand dollar policy. Well, your family's not getting that while you're alive.
1: Right. And, and so. I mean, like it's two hundred dollars. So two hundred thousand cash.
0: Right. Right in your bank account. Right. So, like in yeah. your bank
1: account. So they go. They change their tax bracket mm. that year. When
0: you die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Jared, remorse and joy that's fucked up it,
0: it changes your fucking tax bracket you like, help dude. your girl go
1: to the next man like wow. you the next level <laughs> so. dress better she get her stuff she get her stuff done
0: her damn. teeth and stuff
1: she get liposuction she be banging
0: oh my god off and your she, death money
1: off your death money and being a basketball player you just watching that from the afterlife like Scotty fucking tipping. <laughs> oh that
0: is really fucked up because why is it that like you know the average middle class family you work and work and work you may make like 40, 50,000 and then overnight because you die you get some people got a half million life, yeah. life insurance. so because That's you die thought. all of a sudden you just get rich so you just start thinking like damn this person is really more valuable to you dead
1: yeah oh. but I, I use that on the flip I'll be like girl you better stay with me till I die you get you pay? You wanna All get wanna right, fucking
0: paid. alright then
1: you better stay I'm worth a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't gonna be here somebody else gonna get it <laughs> You better be here. You better be standing by that damn bed and telling me how you love me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else is going to get it. Huh? Well, this uh, this is this is a case that we're going to go over is ridiculous. But before we go over this case, uh we're actually going to start off with a 911 call. So we're going to hear, are you ready to hear a 911 call?
1: I'm not, but yeah. I mean, I still see the excitement on your face. Yeah. So let's just dive in. Yeah.
0: And i yes, we'll yes, oh, i can't hear you! What's <gasps> going on? She got shot! Please! Who got shot? My husband! Please! Please! Who shot your husband? I'm 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 Please! Please!
1: Ben. the police are coming, Please! i
0: did. Help me. What's your husband's name? William Walker. He's a firefighter. So we are here to talk about the case of Yulama Curry Walker. Yulama Curry Walker was born in Ohio on August 6, 1971. Her parents were Nigerian and she was an only child as far as I know and there this isn't going to be a big backstory so we don't know much about her childhood or anything like that you
1: did better research
0: but <laughs> there, it, like seriously there was not a lot of
1: research team here.
0: whatever you know what there was not a lot of, of research about you know her but what we do know is she was a good student and she graduated high school in 1989 <clears throat> that's about the extent of her background that we know but after high school she met a name met uh, she met a man named Macklin Hines senior And they got into a relationship and, you know, he was, you know, one of those people that had a past record, just like stuff like robbery, drug sales and stuff like that. So they became in a relationship. They had their first baby named Jessica. And then about two or three years later, she gave birth to Macklin Jr. Five years later, they had another baby girl named Jackie. Now Ulama you know, they was together for a few years, like 15 years or so, but Yoloma found out about his record, and she was kind of really tired of him just wanting to live for the streets, and she wanted something better. So she broke up with him. I mean, your
1: name is Yoloma. Yeah. There's not much more.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, so, um, you know, so after that, she broke up with him, and, you know, she moved her kids, turned her, her kids out of the house. And, of course, she, as a single mother, then had to start working to take care of her family. So she started working at a, as a health care nurse to take care of, you know, her family. At this time, her kids were teenagers, though. Mm. Now the oldest Jessica go, always
1: goes nurse. You ever know people that? There you was, know what? Else yeah, a lot
0: nurse. of people go to school like for nursing and stuff like that. I noticed that because when I was in college, that was a big thing. And
1: like when they're in the hood, like <clears> I'm yeah. gonna get out of the hood. What you gonna be? I'm gonna be a
0: nurse. And yeah, honestly, if I was gonna go medical, and I'm not a medical person because I don't have like a, a good stomach, but I would go doctor because the doctors get treated like you know, like they're just no, You're talking there. about
1: real debt, though. Yeah, it's real I debt, but worked, they get treated. <clears> with- I've, I've worked for a financial company. Actually, uh, they're not going to pay me at all. It was social financial uh, when they was baby parts of it. They're not going to pay me for no type of sponsoring. So don't think of that. And I, I mean, definitely oh, yeah. look them up because they are a pretty solid com- company uh-huh. and have grown a lot in a short time span. Uh-huh. When I was working with them, they actually I think they own the uh, stadium for the Forty ers now.
0: Oh, um,
1: but it's called I think it's called like the SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. But so um, they were a non-collateral loaning company. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I used to get people that would have calls that would do it as debt consolidation Mm -hmm. and loan consolidation and bringing it all into one format. And I mean... One of the people that I saw that had the highest debt was, I think she was 28 years old, mm-hmm. 27 or 28 years old, and she had like $360,000 in
0: debt. Oh my, did she get her career?
1: Uh, Yeah, she had just started, uh, though. She oh, just she started just hired, being yeah, a doctor.
0: Like, well, see, maybe her husband will die, and then she can pay that she out. She
1: wasn't married yet. She, oh, she, shit. Did, she went into that much of debt finishing doctor school. Damn. Well, it's not called doctor school. But yeah,
0: yeah, I feel she you.
1: Getting her medical education. Yeah. It's also because she went into a specific field mm-hmm. so she could become a specialist. Oh, yeah. And that's when you're really getting paid. I mean, she yeah. was getting paid, though. Like, right. she had just got in and she was interning and all the stuff, but she was getting paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was the fact that that debt was already like, whoa. Like, <laughs> like,
0: you owe a
1: house already.
0: Right. Shout out to my doctors because that's, man, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean? It's
1: yeah. a lot to educate yourself.
0: Well... At this point, after she started working for, you know, the healthcare facility to support her family, Jessica, her oldest, at that point was grown. And she decided to move out of state because I guess her and her mom didn't get along that good, you know, teenager stuff. So at that point, Uloma just had her two kids, Macklin Jr. and um, Jackie. Those were the only two that I was at home with her at that time. Now, at this time, Uloma met William Walker at a community event. William Walker was born in Cleveland to a single mother. And he kind of grew up in a bad neighborhood. He worked at a steel mill, but he didn't like it that much. So he decided he wanted to become a firefighter because he wanted to help others. So he went to a paramedic school as well, where he met his first wife, Rita. They got married and they had two children named Melody and Chris Walker.
1: Hold on, hold on. Is mm-hmm. this the guy that she said there was a, a guy previously that she left mm-hmm. and she was tired of the hood stuff? Yeah, she was tired okay. of the hood stuff. Yeah. Okay.
0: This is a new guy. She's not a new guy at um. He's a firefighter. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going over his backstory a little okay. bit. And to and to tell you like kind of what brought them together. So So but, he's
1: just automatically hot. I mean firefighter, young they're always on posters. Oh yeah, like huh? like, they always. Yeah. They're always. And the funny good. thing is, you know, the things that you think is hot is the penitentiary tattoos on the face, and you immediately think that me. I'm like firefighter. God, he's also he's immediately gorgeous. Oh yeah, the firefighter. We have gorgeous. different perspective We have different perspective of what's hot. Yours is you know the cruelty of society, and mine is somebody <laughs> who's a benefit in the world. Like, <laughs> I'm like military sergeant. He's hot. You know, yeah. firefighter. Oh my gosh. I don't know how I'ma match that guy. You know, you're like. Twelve years of murder? God, he must be sexy. Like, it's
0: two <laughs> we
1: have two different perspectives, man. Whatever.
0: <laughs> so so uh, William and his first wife, Rita, had gotten married and they had two children together, and they were together for ten years before they decided to divorce. However, they did maintain a really good relationship and you know they were they they became they were really good friends. They just it was one of those things they just weren't good in a relationship, but they were great friends. So He ended up meeting Yulama at this community event that they were at and they started dating and Yulama moved in. Now, as I said, at this time, both Yulama's kids were older. They were like teenagers and his kids was older as well. So they had teenage, they both had teenage kids. His daughter, Melody, had left for college already. Now, when Yulama moved in with him, she brought her son, Macklin Jr. and his girlfriend, Ashley, and their baby. Because at that point, she had had a grandbaby too. Now, her daughter, Jackie, lived on and off at her mom's house. However, she had a boyfriend named Chad, so she was mostly at her boyfriend's house.
1: I mean, it sounds like, you know, a typical life situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, like blended family type yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: and <laughs> it's actually a really good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. And Jackie was 17 years old. Her boyfriend, Chad, was 20 years old. Now, William was a really good dad to both his kids and Yuloma's kids as well. Like, he really took everybody into the fold, and everybody said that, you know, he was a really, really good, upstanding man.
1: I have to give a shout-out to Mm -hmm. those guys that Mm -hmm. are the stepdads. There are guys, let me tell you, to be a father in everything right now, Mm -hmm. that is awesome. Be a father. Be a superhero. You're amazing. You don't know how much you're influencing people's lives. Mm -hmm. Look at Kobe Bryant. Yeah. He thinks in what he puts up as his biggest uh, contributor to him being so great with his father. Yeah. Um, So that is something that is amazing to be. Be that guy. It is. Um, That's the new hip thing. But a stepdad... That is a type of person that is better than me. I have lived my life be like I ain't trying to take care of your kids, (laughs) like, like, but I'm not saying that I would not jump in and take in the role because I'm, you know, definitely uh, somebody who is seeking somebody as a partnership and you know, you don't know buy my scenario. Right, right. Um, and I wouldn't mind, you know, dealing with somebody and I would love with anybody's shouting the same thing. But mm-hmm, it, it takes mm-hmm. a, a depth in your heart yeah, it to does. take that, to take on yeah. someone else's Child as
0: mm-hmm. well, and especially and, treating those children like your children, because some step parents don't do that. You know, man, you can I, tell I, I, a I was
1: fortunate. I was I was fortunate and unfortunate because my mother was married multiple times, mm-hmm. but I got to live both sides of the coin. Yeah, where a guy who just you know treats me as a byproduct while he's trying to get some of my mama's goodies. Yeah, and then another guy who actually he treats me so much like his kid. I didn't even know I wasn't his kid. Yeah. You know, so it it is a a beautiful trait to have if those are the guys. So that's the shout out.
0: Yeah, shout out to you guys. Now, everyone from the outside looking in said that Yoloma and William had a perfect relationship and a perfect love. But however, secretly Yoloma was in debt and she, you know, she had a lot of credit card debt. And then she actually started putting a lot of credit card debt in Will's name as well.
1: So she brought the hood stuff. You can take people out the hood. You can't take the hood out the hood. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you was talking about you tired of the hood stuff. You got a solid one doing all the stuff. And you the hood. You the hood problem. Man. Mm-hmm. Ain't that funny?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's
1: just...
0: Now, at this time, they have been together for like eight years. In January 2013, Will- William came home from work. And Yuloma told him that she had found out that she had breast cancer, stage four. And she said that her insurance wouldn't cover it and she can't afford to pay for her treatment. So, since he was a firefighter, he had, like, super good benefits. He asked her to marry him. And he was like, well, you can be on my benefits plan. And that way you can get all your treatments. So, they got married at the courthouse. That's messed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you just wait.
1: Because I just feel like I know she doesn't have cancer. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's wrong to take advantage of somebody who seems like they have a beautiful heart like that.
0: Yeah. Now... They got married at the courthouse in June of 2013. And for their honeymoon, they took a trip to Ireland. They took Will's kids, Melody and Chris went with them. They didn't take Uwama's kids because Macklin, he had his baby. And then Jackie and Will, they had started to not get along because Will didn't like Chad, her boyfriend. He was like, you know, Chad was disrespectful. He would always smoke weed in the house. And then there was the situation that Jackie was 17, Chad was 20. And so, Will and Chad would kind of get into it a lot. So, Jackie ended up just not going to the honeymoon to Ireland because, you know, she wanted to stay back with her boyfriend Chad. And she was like, she, you know, she she was on Chad's side, of course, and not Will's.
1: I mean, you know, that's her boyfriend. Yeah, it was her Columbus boyfriend. thinking of blood. We
0: yeah. <laughs> now... so will and chad was always arguing you know because will was a stand-up guy he was a firefighter he didn't believe in drug use and you know marijuana and weed and stuff like that he was like not in my house don't do that you know and so so, why he
1: didn't just get the guy
0: out yeah that's what it was chad was not allowed back at the house so eventually it came to the point where chad was not allowed back at the house Mm -hmm. and that was another point that happened right before the honeymoon so that was another reason why jackie didn't go to the honeymoon Uh. yeah you know we always talk
1: that's a catch 22 man
0: yeah we always talk about this how like girls especially teenage girls will choose their boyfriend over anything Uh, (laughs) i'm
1: telling you water is thicker than blood blood is thicker than water but cum is thicker than blood i've lived it i've watched some crazy stuff happen over siblings and even family members over somebody that somebody else is dating or intimate with Mm -mm -mm. like it's thicker than blood now, and even though they could be beating a person down and knocking your tooth out, yeah. but you won't even listen to your own parents.
0: Mm-hmm. We just went over that. I remember the last case we did, right? Like, people yep. kill their
1: parents. People yep. kill their parents.
0: Yep. We multiple, went over we a case went over like multiple yeah. incidents. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. as <laughs> thicker than blood. <laughs>
0: now when they got back from their honeymoon will was promoted to lieutenant and he joined squad four squad four was the most prestigious and well-trained firefighters he was also able to oversee quality assurance he made the newspaper Um, the mayor came and congratulated him he took pictures with the mayor and he got a super huge raise because of this he also started teaching ems classes as well and this is where his student, his students loved him. He loved being their mentor. And, you know, he just... This
1: man is Goku.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. This man is amazing.
1: And like, he, I'm serious. I'm a heterosexual male, 100%. And I'm like, I'd marry him.
0: Yeah. This man, he was like, he's A1 like seriously. man
1: he's one of those men like you can't shake my wife's hand and be like get the hell out of here fuck <laughs> yeah. he do? make me look bad right man you know what i do too i i, I did 50 sit-ups today uh-huh. like you just trying to come up with just weird ass stuff that you said you've been doing and accomplishing in your life because it just he make you feel like whatever you doing ain't enough yeah like what time does he even get up in the morning
0: right god and, damn and he put he's enough.
1: saving the world
0: here he, he really is because like in the squat that he was in like you know like he was able to do a lot of saves, like he was able to do dives and just all kinds of stuff that you dive would, like, dives into the water. Like he could, you know, as how, like, a firefighter, yeah. he's diving underwater. Yeah.
1: He's a, he's one of those super yeah. extreme type, he got of,
0: moved all the way up. Like oh, any kind of man,
1: he's like almost a guy you make a movie after. Yeah, that's
0: what, you what, I'm, know saying. what I'm saying. Like, like, like,
1: he's one of those. You look at him like he's John Wick, like, mm,
0: yeah,
1: I, I'm him in my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what men do. We'd be like, I, I actually am him, I do that too.
0: Yeah,
1: because yeah it makes you feel good at yeah. least you can sleep at night mm-hmm. like jeez like, she found the one
0: yeah she did and he was he would Jackie work a Chan. lot he would put in a lot of overtime at the firehouse and stuff like that so he was just amazing everybody loved him his co-workers loved him like everybody just he was an all-around good guy he's awesome now in the meantime since he got a super big promotion she started racking up even more debt she started taking out loans in his name credit cards in his loan in his name and everything else and then, but this, she started taking out so much that she started getting worried that he was going to figure out about all the debt. And so she was trying to figure out how to pay it, it all off before he found out about all the debt that, you know, she was putting him in.
1: Why is it so hard for good guys to have a good girl?
0: Uh, I don't even know. Why
1: is almost every good guy getting taken advantage
0: of? I don't, you know, and that's really sad because... And then crap guys,
1: all yeah. the women want them.
0: Yeah, I mean... Like,
1: they, they, you beat them in the face, sell cocaine, and having sex with multiple women... I mean, it seems like Michelle Obama would leave him for for that guy.
0: I feel like at this point she should have just stayed with her other baby dad because I mean her baby dad because I mean that's she, what you is yeah you, that
1: life as yeah. I said before I'm like
0: why does she leave him I didn't
1: uh, even know this woman but I was yeah. like that's what you are
0: yeah because you should have just <laughs> stayed with him because look what you're doing to a good man and like what <laughs> you got this
1: great opportunity to scam it
0: yeah oh oh you just wait. So it's, it's a, it's, but I'm
1: just like I've seen that it, but it's, that scenario is what I'm saying that I've seen happen a lot of times mm-hmm. when women are talking about how guys are dogs and this and that and it's almost guys are dogs almost as a defense mechanism not sitting here perpetuating any of that or condoning any of this these scenarios in which guys do some horrific things women. Mm-hmm. however it, it is it sounds, and I'm, I'm just saying because I've just been a, a friend of a good amount of guys mm-hmm. who are, like, love struck, really want to be in love, really want to be married, really want to be with somebody forever type of jazz. And I make fun of them, you know, because their nose is open and I give them a hard time, but I understand it because, you know, I have that in my heart as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys seem to get screwed. Almost all of those guys get screwed over. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel like you found the one that's, that's even doing good and doing right, she busts a Jada Pinkett on your butt. But she's had a dude for like three years and been <laughs> it, like getting yeah. drilled out while she's supposedly going to work
0: Damn. this whole
1: doggone time. Yeah. And I mean like, and guys like break down and, and get, get like completely distraught. You'd be yeah. surprised how many men get like, yeah. men take heartbreak, I feel like worse than women. Yeah. Well, there's been movies about that and all that, but men, when they, it it, it tears something down to their core.
0: Yeah. So, where you know, they're
1: never the same person
0: this is good that I'm hearing this from you because I always thought that you guys were just heartless and don't give a fuck
1: <laughs> but that's what we're but that's yeah. what we're supposed to be yeah and but it's it's kind of it's kind of like understanding quantum physics there has to be a there has to be something else that causes this reaction mm-hmm. things don't just come from nothing and things don't just have like other Basically, like radiations, right. is what I'll call it, of what that emits when you start being that type of person. When you, when you, when you alter in that, you have to cut off other things. Mm-hmm. You're not as compromising and as nice. A lot of the bitter ass old men, I'm talking about any race, when you see like an old, bitter ass, Republican ass white man is like, get off my porch and I'll ah, shoot your ass and I'll bump it off day. Nine a times woman. out of ten, you will find out that he was married. He was dedicated to somebody and found out he was cheating,
0: Mm. and
1: she was cheating. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he just was like, "I don't even care anymore."
0: Definitely. Like a
1: lot of times. Yeah. That's the answer.
0: Well, yeah, thank you for that. So at least we know, like, why assholes are assholes sometimes because they just never get over it. You know what I mean? They never get over it.
1: They never do. They really are. Men are. Men have a. a, a, Our core is is small and but soft. Mm -hmm. So. It gets hurt, then you know it's, it's something that is. It, and plus, I feel a lot of, of guys it. You guys aren't
0: really supposed to show it to society because then you're showing weakness. So that could be a lot of it. And you it's psychological. To, it makes yeah. it very
1: hard. Yeah. It makes it very difficult to kind of cope with something that you're not supposed to,
0: to in like society. Show, huh? Yeah. Not,
1: well, not supposed to even feel. Like, yeah. They make it seem like oh, that's supposed to be nothing to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Or like if a man's crying, all of a sudden like you guys are weak, which is you know it's messed up because you guys have to hold a lot in, you know. Right.
1: So it's, it's tough. It's tough.
0: Now, when, after Will got his raise and his promotion, they ended up move. they're going to be moving to the suburbs. So they ended up getting a new house. Their date to move was on November 15th of 2013. They were going to be moving to Madison, Ohio, and he also upgraded their cars as well. So they had two new cars. Now, Will also had an $100,000 life insurance policy. So Yoloma started plotting to kill him at this point because she didn't want him to find out about all the debt. She couldn't figure out how to pay it off and she figured out immediately he was going to find out about it. So she started at this point plotting to just kill him.
1: Instead of trying to work it out and mm-hmm. work it off,
0: that's what I said when I researched this case. I said this went from zero to 60 really fast because it went from, okay, I'm a dead, let me just kill him.
1: It sounds like the it, it, it didn't go to zero to 60. It sounds like it was an, it was an inevitability
0: mm-hmm.
1: that he didn't know that he had walked into from messing with her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She's going to be put into a higher scenario going to be in a higher tax bracket. Mm-hmm. She's going to start doing her old hood stuff and take it too far. Mm-hmm. And then as a old hood related, not I wouldn't say old hood, but as a solution of a hood and uh, somebody who is on sleaze and grimy like that mm-hmm. is to eliminate mm-hmm. the person who was going to be a witness of it, not fix it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know and that's something that is actually very dangerous as having if you have a fan personality where you be like, hey, if, you, if if and it's something I just look at, but if you have one of those fan personalities where you would be like, hey man, every time you come in my car, or you drink some soda or you drink your coffee and you spill it on my thing, on my on my couch, or on my my furniture, mm-hmm. on my floor, you know, can you chill out? If they immediately gets kind of like, hey, well you do these things too when you're messing with me and you, I just accept it. Those are people that are not trying to accept their id,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the negative of the things that they do, doing, the problems, and instead of trying to come to a resolution, they will then attack. Mm. Be leery of those people. Yeah. Because it's not about trying to fix your, your problem. Mm-hmm. It's not about trying to become a better person. They'll just destroy you mm-hmm. instead of being better.
0: mm hmm well, on October 12, 2013, Yuloma was in the car with Chad, with her daughter Jackie and her and her boyfriend Chad. And she started saying that she needs someone to kill Will. And then she lied and said that the reason was is because he was abusing her and he was beating on her. So Chad was like, he agreed to do it. And he said that, you know, he would do it for her. She told him that she would pay him $10,000 when she got the life insurance policy. and the she baby
1: didn't. daddy.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so... She said no not the baby dad so jackie you know how her daughter her 17 year old daughter mm-hmm. was dating chad the 20 year old
1: oh yeah she
0: was talking to her daughter at her daughter's boyfriend.
1: daughter's boyfriend
0: yeah she was talking yeah and she said that you know and so chad was like because remember chad and will don't get along he's not allowed back at the house and you know so chad was like he would go ahead and do it so she told him she would pay him ten thousand dollars when she got the life insurance and she gave him a thousand dollar down payment for it so at, he actually ended up getting scared and he didn't want to do it because he said, yeah, me and Will don't get along, but killing somebody, that's a whole nother level, you know? And so she, when he told, when he told her that she said, well, can you find somebody to do it or find somebody to help you? And so what he did was with a thousand dollar down payment that she gave him, he went to his cousin, Chris, who was a known drug dealer and he bought a gun for $200 and then he put the plan into motion so at that point Ulama said this is the plan she said she's going to send will out to get food one night and then she would text her daughter jackie and that would be the cue for chad to come and kill him so after that chad actually started looking for somebody else that will pull the trigger because chad was scared to do it so he went to a mechanic shop and he talked to this guy named isaiah solomon and he asked isaiah would you be this willing?" this
1: is one of the things that you do not like yes this- to become a lot of people involved. Yeah, that's
0: what I was just gonna say. That's one of the now. That's this isn't the stupidest part of the crime, but this is something I've talked to because we will get to the stupidest part of this crime. Yeah, you, but you talked about things You caught me a lot. Yeah, it's it's already too many people involved. It's too mm-hmm. at this point they was they was caught before they even started. Mm-hmm. So he went to the mechanic and he, Isaiah Solomon and asked, "Would you be willing to kill a firefighter for you know this amount of money?" And Isaiah was like, "Absolutely not. I will not do that." So after Isaiah told him no, he then went to his friend, Ryan Doherty, who said that he would be willing to pull the trigger for $1,000 and some weed. Chad then said that he only had $800 left because he had to buy the gun. And so he asked Ryan, would he do it for $800 and some weed? And they went ahead and they agreed on that amount.
1: Remember I told you before of uh, one of the killings with a woman trying to attack a woman and she attacked a woman in her new apartment, but they had to wait two weeks.
0: Oh, if you're yeah.
1: going to kill a person, yeah, make sure you got the money.
0: Make sure you have. That's the other thing, if right?
1: You watch John Wick. He walk around with gold coins. Yeah, you hear what I'm saying? To hand out to people just to use the bathroom, right? You a goddamn gold coin, right? So he'd be like, all right, eat a sandwich." Right? He'd be like, "Well, of course you can have a sandwich, sir." Yeah. Like if you're going to commit the act of trying to get away with crime, mm-hmm. and that people feel like. They're going to need to turn the other head, the cheek.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: you're not financially able to yeah. then uh, support yeah. the systems in which that needs to happen, you do not yeah. need to be talking about the crime.
0: You don't. It, it sounds crazy, but at up,
1: least yeah. save up for your crime.
0: Right. That's what I said too save up. <laughs> Right, because you're bartering on some crime, and I was like, "Dang!" I thought. Remember the last case we did? It was the Aaron Caffey one, where the dude did it for like twenty five hundred. I was like, "This is even lower, eight hundred dollars in some weed. That's like such a low bar to pull the trigger. right to
1: pull a trigger. Like how? Like what is it? I'm just you know thinking about James Bond movies. I I used to always you yeah. know think about stuff like that when I watched James Bond hitman movies, especially. But it's, that's when John Wick falls into that category. But there's a lot of expensive equipment. There's the guy who's the quote unquote cleaner. You know, there's, you know, just yeah. putting the body in a place where it will or will not be found. Yeah. Escape vehicle. It needs to be stolen or not, but cannot be in any way associated with you. Yeah. But be clean. There's a lot of things that come with expenses. Yeah. And trying to get rid of someone's existence. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And it also, also all seem coincidental. Yeah. Like, you cannot, you know, just pull up to the house in a black Mercedes Benz with the tinted windows out and yeah. jump out with four men in an AK-47. Yeah. And think that nobody on the street is going to notice. You got to be somebody who's paid for a whole carpet cleaner. Yeah. A uh, company outfit. And a van Mm -hmm. that says it on... And even had the van with the labels on the side and numbers and shit like that with a customer service number Mm -hmm. and all that to sit here and play it off.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? That's why so
0: many people get caught. See, you're thinking of my mindset now. See? Well,
1: I'm thinking of mafia stuff. I'm not thinking of your mindset. You like in love. Like some of this stuff, you watch this stuff like a dirty film in the middle of the night. (laughs) I'm just thinking of, you know, watching stuff like Casino, Scarface, Godfather. Because I've been, a, you know, a semi, I would say I'm a, I'm a mid-level mafia fan. Yeah. Hoodlum, love that one. Um, but I'm just like, hey, I, I see the thought process of somebody who wants to get away with this.
0: Yeah.
1: Because they, you know, I think of almost everything of when I've heard of one of the famous things about crime is
0: mm-hmm.
1: doing the job is, honestly, I think they said 30% or 20% of the job the majority of the job is getting away with it
0: yeah that's the majority of the job that's why i was like man you guys have one job (sighs) now okay so everything's set up so chad and chad had ryan agree you know to that amount now two days later will and ulama was packing and this was around seven or eight p.m because remember they're about to move into the suburbs so they was packing some boxes Uloma asked will if he could go and get her some mcdonald's because she was hungry So, Will, you know, Will left to go get her some food. And then at that point, she she texted her daughter, Jackie, and that was the cue for Chad and Ryan to come over there. Now, Chad got one of his friends to drive him and Ryan. He paid another one of his friends $20 gas to drive him and Ryan to the lawman Will's house. This friend had no knowledge of what was going to happen, though. So, he told his friend that they just needed a ride to go buy some weed. And so... So he, uh, so the friend dropped him off around the corner. And he waited for him. Well, he they dropped, um, I'm all tongue-tied. <laughs> he dropped him off around the corner. He sat there, he waited. And then Ryan snuck through the backyard and behind the trash can on the side of the house. And then Chad waited across the street. Now, when Will pulled up to the house, he got out of the car and he put his key in the front door and Ryan popped out from the side of the house and fired four shots at Will. So three shots hit Will in the chest. The other one missed. And Ryan and Chad ran to the car that was waiting for him, but the friend that was in the car asked what those shots was and why they was running because all you guys were supposed to be doing was getting weed, so he didn't understand what was going on. And they tried to play it off, and they was like, well, shit just went really bad when we were trying to get some weed, but it's okay now. The friend didn't want to be involved in whatever was going on. It's
1: okay now? Yeah, that's what's A bad drug deal (laughs) with gunshots? It's okay now?
0: That's what he. So the friend didn't want to be involved, and he ended up just driving off and leaving him because you're leaving both of them because he's like, Well, you're not getting in my car after whatever just happened. A
1: drug deal and gunshots, a drug deal and murder is what just (laughs) happened. So So, it's okay now.
0: (laughs) So the boys ended up, so Ryan and Chad ended up having to take the train home. And so after Yulama heard the gunshot, she waited for a long time and then she ran downstairs and that's where she placed that 911 call that we heard and she was of course hysterical, she was acting like she was trying to help. And so everybody, so the police came out, the fire department came out, and immediately when they saw it was Will, everybody was just frantic, you know, they had tried to, you know, save everyone, but this is, you know, one of their own, so they was, everyone was like, oh my gosh, it's Will, like, they couldn't believe it, and they tried everything that they could to, like, save him, and the first thing that was noticed that Yoloma was not covered in blood. That nine one one call, it was a lot longer, but I had to cut it shorter. But she was saying on the call, she was trying to help him. Like, what can I do? And they noticed that it was just a little bit of blood on her left hand, so that didn't really coincide with her trying to help, you know, her husband. But that was something that was noticed like later on. But... I'm not gonna
1: lie; like, I don't know if I get it from the woman I'm currently with. She better do something if I get shot. <laughs> That's why I put more money on my mother, my dog on life insurance. Like, you better get, you better be dramatic. Yeah. Uh, and I'm having it digital, too. I can change it at the voice. At the last second, I can change it whatever I want to. Yeah. Digital. Like, yeah. And no. Uh, but anyway, uh, just I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I will say the two things is not just the blood. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing is someone just ran up and shot. Because, you know, you. I'm looking at it from the outwards perspective. Yeah. In this case. But some guys drove up. They shot your husband in your driveway. You don't know why.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like, I'm not, you're not a, you are kind of gangster from, mm-hmm. blame, from your name. Yeah. So, but you should, uh, you probably hit. but coming out, you should have grabbed him. My thing is, I- I'm not even going on any of that, is the common person, mm-hmm. and I am, you know, falling in, in that bracket, mm-hmm. we want to know why. That's yeah. one of these things that get investigated more, mm-hmm. is if you're going to tell them to come up and shoot your husband, you need to have them rob him or something.
0: Yeah. Because
1: yeah. if it's just a shooting, the average person who's working hard for their dollar, yeah, who's doing the honest things, mm-hmm. who's trying to keep into what they feel is being right.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and what they feel is deserving. A good amount of them are church going people. So mm-hmm. they're like, you know, they're they're asking for an outward source to help the help the supply the benefit of the woman in their life they want to know what happened. Yeah. Because a lot of people be, yeah. are like that. They want to know why Why would that happen to the person like this.
0: Right. Because it's not like it was a, a random drive-by gone wrong. Like nobody else was going to get shot. Like it was like what exactly happened right. to make this person. You didn't yeah. jump
1: out and try and shoot Tupac. Yeah. You know, you shot this person and you just shot them. You didn't rob them. his
0: house. right?
1: You, you know, yeah. he, while he's holding food, it's not like he's threatening you. Yeah. You know, with a bag of oodles and noodles. Mm-hmm. So yep. it makes it kind of, it makes cases like that get investigated to what she yeah. should be aware, should have been aware of.
0: And and it was really sad because a lot of the firefighters, when they came out, they started crying and everything when they saw that it was Will. They immediately, you know. Wow, put, he sounds amazing. Yeah. They immediately put him in the back of the ambulance. And she wrote in the back of the ambulance with him. And Will was conscious a little bit, but he was in and out. But he just kept saying that it feels like he's drowning. Like, because we get shot and it wasn't in, in your lungs. That's scary. Like, it's like you're drowning in your own blood.
1: Mm-hmm. You are. It's not like you are drowning.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the detectives came out and they looked at the scene of the crime. At first, it did look like a robbery gone wrong, but a, but he still had his phone and his wallet on him. So, that was one thing. And then, when they surveyed the scene again, they seen, they noticed that the he murder... He must scene, have
1: been brown for you guys to immediately go to robbery.
0: For oh, the, for a robbery gone wrong? They yeah, thought somebody was trying to the, rob him. Yeah, yeah, but it
1: immediately has to be some type of affiliation of something bad and something of his own fault. Like, he had to been brown.
0: Well, no, I, yeah, well, I think, yeah, they said it looked like a robbery wrong, wrong, but then when they saw his wallet and his phone, they was like, no, it wasn't. Mm. And then that's when they started getting suspicious, like you said. They said because it seemed too prespo- precise, like it wasn't random. Like, you know, this is, it was a pretty good neighborhood, so nobody's just coming down shooting. So that's when they started noticing. Now, they did find four shell casings in the grass next oh, to the I house. I
1: apologize then. That's what they're supposed to think. Yeah. Is, it, is, uh, naturally, somebody's coming up. Living good, firefighter. Yeah. Okay, he got robbed
0: because uh-huh. that
1: did just happen to actually a billionaire, not just recently. And I was like, "Oh, oh I read about that God. the Cash App guy, huh?" Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I
0: don't. I don't I'm know. not gonna lie to
1: you guys. Um, If there's anybody who has any type of success over, and this is something that my parents told me when they went over to Africa. It's crazy, but they, they tried to, <clears throat> their family, I wouldn't say they're baller outs, but they live over 200000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I actually plus that, but I'm not, because don't target my family, bro. We'll uh-huh. a whole different lifestyle. Um, but they went to Africa with that type of income, mm-hmm. and the people in Africa told them they must hire people. They mm-hmm. must hire people. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, it's a basic thing. Drivers, security, personal guard, uh, cooks, stuff like that. They told them that you just gotta have more people in your house, yeah, just to be sure, just of the you know because of the status and the and the income uh, level of where they were at, mm-hmm. uh, where you know if you make making two hundred thousand a year versus you know these people that makes like maybe the most fifteen thousand, yeah, you're like a millionaire, yeah, you know, like $10,000. And it, these, ten thousand, and ten thousand is like a business owner, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like mm-hmm. he's like the mogul that's running the world over there, yeah, but. It's it's really getting to that. Just looking at the rise of crime. and where I need to look at stocks on security companies. But the point is, is that some of your wealth needs to kind of be partitioned, then it sounds like, mm-hmm. to having some type of self-protection.
0: Yep, absolutely. Now, they found four shell casings in the grass next to the side of the house, and it did have fingerprints on it. So they sent that off to Ballistics. Now, his keys was still in the door, and the McDonald's bag was also in the grass. And so, they started talking to neighbors. They started canvassing the neighborhood.
1: McDonald's bag?
0: Yeah, because remember, he had went to go get her food. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, he came back. He was holding the bag, and he was putting the key in the door where he got shot. So, the McDonald's bag flew, but the keys were still in the door.
1: Oh, oh, oh. hmm I thought there was... Okay, go ahead.
0: So... So back at the hospital, you know, the, the nurses and everybody was, you know, crying. The firefighters all came. His ex-wife, Rita, was there. Now, the detectives interviewed Ashley and Macklin Jr., which was, remember, that's her son and his girlfriend. And they were going, they was actually going to rent the house after Yulama and Will moved out. Ashley told the detectives that it had been a super quiet night she had and then she had gone to get food for her and Macklin and Macklin was at home you know playing his video games and on her way back she had heard gunshots and then Macklin and Yulama were screaming and saying that Will had got shot and it was just all in chaos so when she was asked if she knew anybody that would want to hurt Will the only thing that she could think of was that there was some kids in the neighborhood that didn't like him because he was always shooing them away from his house because they was trying to like sell drugs or you know they was trying to smoke and or they was too loud. So he was always like, hey, you guys can't be over here. So she said, those are the only people that she could think of, but she didn't think that Val'd be serious enough to try to kill him over. Macklin Jr. was, you know, he was interviewed. He said the same thing that he was playing his Xbox and then Ashley left to get food. And that's when they heard, he heard gunshots and went outside and he had found Will on the ground bleeding out. And so Macklin also said the same thing that it would have to be the kids because everybody liked Will, like Will had no enemies, you know. So also the hospital, the detectives wanted to interview Uloma, but they were very careful about that because she was grieving and she was she was playing the part as a grieving, you know, woman, you know. So she really everybody believed her, you know.
1: I mean, at this time she was a
0: yeah, she was a grieving woman. And she did recount the events for detectives about how the night went, but she was crying and frantic as well. She told them that she had been packing. She heard gunshots outside and found Will outside on the ground. At that point, the doctor came out and advised everybody that they did everything they could, but Will had passed away. And so everybody was hysterical, you know. Only one of the shots were fatal because he got shot three times, but one of them was the fatal shot and they was all in his chest. So on November 7th, 2013, there was a vigil that was held for him. The detectives did stop interviewing so that the family could have time to grieve for him. And then a few days later, there was the funeral. And it was said that Uloma was sitting in the front row and she was wearing a fur coat that he had bought her from Ireland. They put his casket in the back of a fire truck. And they had the sirens going all the way to the burial site. The mayor came to his funeral. It was like a super, yeah, it was a super big funeral. And so basically the detectives then started interviewing more witnesses, neighbors. They started checking out the neighborhood. They found out that the guy, so the guy named Rex, and that was the one that had a bunch of friends that were- yeah, there was a guy named Rex that was in the neighborhood. And that was the guy that basically his friends was the one that Will was always shooing from in front of the, the house. Because they were the ones always trying to do, you know, drug sales and stuff like that.
1: I love how you say shooing to drug dealers. Well, that's like, what, no, that's you what. You can shoo away at drug dealers.
0: <laughs> that's what he would do. He would come outside like, hey, get away from hey, my house. He was super nice. Shoo, shoo.
1: <laughs> get on. You think he was super nice to drug dealers? You think that's what gives well, him to walk away? Well, well,
0: remember, Will was a nice guy. So the, and, and I know he and, was yeah, a nice yeah, guy. The he was is,
1: a good guy. Yes. That did not mean he was a nice guy. Yeah,
0: but the witnesses, like, I mean, he wasn't aggressive about it. He would just say, get it from in front of my house. and never went to, you know.
1: I mean, like I said, I, I'm just saying because I lived in the badder parts of Sacramento on, on, on 42nd. And it was a guy, the people was talking about how their parents used to sell weed in the house. And that was an actual old crack house that I had moved into. didn't even know. Oh, yeah, I
0: was Let me that tell old. you something.
1: <laughs> you don't just shoo those guys. <laughs> You know, have to be like, shoo, shoo. <laughs> and you wave your hands and hold a broom.
0: Sure. And they
1: just be like, all right, sir, your broom is very dangerous looking. <laughs> I'm going to walk away. But I just, I just, so he, he, he was, he was a tougher guy than he, a, a tougher facade, So he could defend himself and of course he could hold his own is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I just love how you put it in the terminology. Just shoo them away. Like <laughs> I'm telling you from experience, you don't just shoo away drug dealers. <laughs>
0: Now, when this came in, uh, so this case was all over the news. So, of course, tips started coming in. A whole bunch of tips started coming in. The police was working day and night, you know, on these tips. A lot of them led to dead ends, though. And so the police then sent phone records over. But, you know, it takes a while for phone records to come back as well. And so they actually started interviewing a whole bunch of people. They interviewed one man named Eugene Cray, who at one point had parked his car in front of Will's house and was playing loud music and smoking weed. Will ended up having to confront the man in the driveway and, but that ended up being a dead end because Eugene had an alibi. He had nothing to do with the murder, but he was just somebody that was questioned. And then Will's daughter, Melody was questioned and she said that, you know, she was super depressed about the death. And when she was questioned, she said that her dad had actually confessed to her that he was still in love with her mom, Rita. So, and he was, he had actually said he wasn't sure if marrying Yoloma was the right thing to do. But that was just something that was said. And then Ulama also had an interview. And that's she, an
1: interesting thing to be said.
0: Yeah. So that's what, well, that's what he told off. his daughter. Yeah. That's what he told, that's what he told his daughter. No, I
1: mean, to tell your daughter mm-hmm. then you saying that's just something that was said. That's a,
0: now, Ulama also had an interview as well. And you know what she said? She said that there was a black man on the corner across the street after Will got shot. And she yelled at him to help her, but he ran away. So, you know, she made up a black man standing across the
1: street. I mean, if you want to deal with crime and try and get away with it, always mm-hmm. put a black man in there.
0: Yeah.
1: So was- every, uh, everybody in every police station will just, number one, just believe you. Yeah. I don't care if it's a black man with a, with a. Somebody should try it. Next person that tries to get away with murder, say there was a black guy wearing a clown's wig. Like it was <laughs> rainbow colored. And he had purple, he had red eyebrows. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they'll arrest me still. They'll get ah. every black man, Will Smith will get arrested even, and take it in interrogation. They'll get every black man in America anyway. If there's a black man, yeah. then that makes sense. It, 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 whatever requirement is? It makes sense. They'll be like, of course that was the guy who was the killer. Not You could be holding a knife in your hand. and all the shit. But it will be like, there was a black man here. They'll be like, right, right, yeah. right. He's the killer. Find the black man. Find the black man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a one arm man for a Harrison Ford movie. Find the black man. It wasn't me. It was the black man.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> like It's always the black man. It's
0: always the black man. So also in this interview, Yoloma told them about the guy named Rex that always had the reputation of, you know, standing outside, you know, of the house. And, and, you know, she also said that Will had gotten into it with some of his friends while he was on his job. So Yoloma said that after the words, he would always take the dog and a gun with him on his job. So meanwhile, remember I was saying a lot of, a lot, a lot of tips had came in through the tip line. Well, somebody called in, this was an anonymous tip, and said, you may want to look into this guy named Chad. I don't know who made the tip, but...
1: You need to be better at investigating stuff again.
0: Uh, well, from, How you don't
1: know who made the call for Chad?
0: It was an anonymous tip. Uh, came, well, you should find out about anonymous. You know what? You get on my anonymous
1: account. is never anonymous, oh, and you know that.
0: <laughs> Whoever. So, meanwhile... You playing
1: for the criminal team, that's what it is. You're cheering <laughs> for the criminals. Find <laughs> out who did it, Nisha.
0: Whatever. So now, meanwhile, while Yuloma was in this interview, they asked her, they said, do you know somebody named Chad? And she said, well, yeah, Chad is my daughter's boyfriend, but she said he's a very sweet boy. He would never do anything wrong. And she said, Chad and Will got along great, so he would never do that. So when the police asked her, was there any bad business deals or any debt? She said, no. And then they went and they questioned. He did not even
1: know about business deals. Yeah. Well, the firefighter guy. Yeah.
0: They didn't know about, he didn't even know about all the debt that she had him in. So now they also went and questioned his friends. Now his friends told a completely different story about Chad. They all said that Will and Chad didn't get along, that Will didn't like him and Will didn't like him for Jackie. And they also told the story of how Jackie didn't even go on the honeymoon trip because of Chad. In the meantime, the guy, Rex Coleman, got arrested on unrelated charges. And so they went to the jail and they interviewed him. He, you know, he did admit that, you know, he would always be outside the house and Will didn't like him around the house, but he gave an alibi and he checked out and Rex was cleared of any wrongdoing. They also went and they questioned Will's ex-wife, Rita, and she also said she said that her and inlo- Yoloma got along really good. They all spent holidays together. They were a great blended family, but she also backed up the fact that Will and Chad didn't get along at all, and she also told them about the honeymoon that was missed because of Chad. At that point, they then went and questioned Jackie, Yoloma's daughter. That sounds
1: extreme that you're missing the whole time with your husband because of your daughter's boyfriend.
0: Well, no, it was Jackie that didn't go with, on the honeymoon. Remember?
1: Jackie?
0: Jackie is Yoloma's daughter.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, so remember Yoloma and Will they went to Ireland so for their the honeymoon.
1: what's
0: the first name? Yoloma. Yeah, Yoloma. Yeah, yeah, so Yoloma and Will went to Ireland for their honeymoon. He took uh, Chris and Malaga. Ireland. Yeah, I remember I said that. In the I
1: know, year. but I'm just thinking of it yeah. again. I'm like, I, it like, just registered yeah. when you said it like the fourth time. Yeah, they like, were talking Like, to Ireland. why would you go to Ireland?
0: Yeah, and then he took his kids, and then um, her son had the baby, so he had to stay home, but Jackie didn't go because Chad didn't, you know, so could go. Was, yeah. yeah. So everybody backed that so up. He so he was
1: paying for everybody.
0: Yeah. So, and that was the thing. So now at this point, everybody has said something different because Yuloma has said that Chad and Will got along great and now they're unraveling that story. Everybody, everybody that said they didn't get along. That they didn't get along. So they're like, huh, why would she say they got along and they didn't? Now, the other person that was brought in was Jackie, which was Yuloma's daughter and Chad's girlfriend. And she, you know, obviously she didn't have time to get a lot together. So she did say that Chad and Will didn't get along. She said that Chad didn't like coming to the house. And Will also did not allow him at the house no more because of the weed smoke. She gave an alibi. She said on the night of the murder, she had been with Chad at his mom's house. And when they asked for Chad's phone number and address, she said she didn't have it. (laughs) So they didn't have nothing to hold her. Yeah, they didn't have nothing to hold her on. So they had to let her go. But they did enter Chad in a database and they just found out that he was a low-level weed dealer. So since everybody talked that they had, that had mentioned Chad, everybody that they talked to mentioned Chad, they decided to go and question him. He was very nervous. He was very quiet. But he said the same thing Jackie said about them being together at his mom's house the night of the murder. They let him go because they didn't have nothing to really hold him on. Now, meanwhile, the ballistics came back on the shell casings, and the fingerprints did not match anybody in the system. So, meanwhile, you remember, Yuloma and Will had made plans to move into the new house. So, Yuloma moved into the new house, you know, into the suburbs. And they she used the firefighter funds, because I didn't know that. But, like, if you're a firefighter's wife and stuff, there's funds that the firefighters, you know, paid for the move. They paid for everything, you know. Wow. Yeah. They ever. I think it's up to $50,000. It's like the widow's fund, if you was married to a firefighter. Jeez. Yeah, so that's what she was like living off of. And the fire his firefighter friends and coworkers helped her move into the new house as well. So she lived there for a few months and then she decided to move to North Carolina and she rented a house. But the, the crazy thing about it was, remember, Will had upgraded both their cars. So Yuloma left the urn with his ashes in it in his car when she moved and took her car. And then she asked her friend. I mean,
1: maybe he loved the car. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: because, I mean, let me tell you. Yeah. Some of these people spend lots of money in a car. And if I had a, well, it's it's the, my dream car is a 1972 Chevrolet mm. and SS. So if I die, you better put my urn. Don't you let nobody have that goddamn car. I don't care. You better dig a big enough grave so and bury you, that thing in there with me. So
0: you want the urn in the driver's seat, like you're there?
1: I want, yeah. And I'm well. It's not gonna be an urn because I'm gonna be in the driver's seat. It's gonna be my full dead body, dead body, no. mummified, <laughs> wrapped up, holding the steering wheel <laughs> with a middle finger up. Like don't take my car, oh pop.
0: Like, nobody. It's, wanna it's
1: gonna have be it. me in there, that car in the grave. Uh. Uh, you can't take it with you watch me punk watch me <laughs> cause you ain't gonna have it
0: <laughs> I can't take it
1: with a voodoo curse on that bad boy I have it written on the car
0: what would it say
1: uh, you will die if you touch this car that's what it'll say <laughs> all will die that touch this car
0: <laughs> written all level. over
1: it written all over uh, the car with me with a middle finger inside <laughs> mummified For all of time, like, touch this car and die, punk.
0: Oh, hell no. That's some crazy stuff right there. That's crazy as hell. (laughs) Now, now you know, after she moved, she asked for a friend to put all of Will's stuff into storage. And, you know, his case was going cold really fast, but they actually put out a $12,000 reward, you know, because they really, really wanted to find the people that did this to Will. In the meantime, the phone records came back, and there was a bunch of messages for Yoloma, Jackie, and Chad. They tracked Chad's cell phone number to the area of the shooting that night. There was also text from Jackie and Chad and and an unknown number as well. The unknown number turned out to be the driver that was that night, the one that Chad paid the $20, and he wasn't involved in it, though. Mm Mm-hmm. So this had been like a year, like almost two years later after the murder, because all this stuff has been taking a while. So the detective searched Chad's name again and found out that he, in this time, had gone to jail on a drug charge. So he was in jail at this point. They went to the jail and they questioned him. And when they told him that the phone records came back, that he was in the location of the shooting, he confessed everything. The detectives was super shocked to find out that Uloma was involved in it because they was like, Uloma had been the grieving widow like this whole time. So they were super shocked. And they also, they found out that his fingerprints, remember there was the fingerprints that was on the shell casing wasn't in the system as of yet. They found out that his fingerprints was on the shell casings. Wow. And, So even though he wasn't the shooter, he said that, Ryan was the shooter, but he said that he had kept the gun at his house before, you know, the incident. And since there's kids at his house, he had actually unloaded the clip. So that's why his fingerprints was on there. Now, when they found out that Chad confessed.
1: (laughs) He shouldn't have done.
0: Yeah. So when they found out that he confessed, Jackie and Chris, which was his cousin, the one that he bought the gun from, they turned themselves in. And um after that, Ryan was already in jail for a robbery, so they booked him in on the the murder charges as well. He refused to talk to them, though. And from Will's phone records, they found out that there was a lot of calls from credit card companies. There was lots of loans and everything and everything in his name. And Yoloma had used all these credit cards. So on September fourteenth, two thousand and fifteen, which was exactly two years after they called Yoloma and asked her to come down to the station. They advised her that they had already gotten a confession. And so she asked for a lawyer and they arrested her. So that's, I mean, I always say, what always say, don't talk to anybody without a lawyer. So whether you're guilty or innocent, get a lawyer. So that's what she did. She got herself a, yeah, a you, you know. Do. Heck yeah. Now, now at this point, they're all arrested. So Chad's arrested. Jackie is arrested. Ryan, the shooter, is arrested. Chris is arrested, the one that he bought the gun from, and Yoloma. They're all arraigned together three days later.
1: So what's really really sad? So he had no idea about none of this. Who? He oh you Will? De- yeah, oh yeah. We didn't know you had debt. Yeah. We didn't know there was a. We didn't know there was a problem.
0: Mm-mm. Will didn't Will, know anything.
1: Right. He didn't know that this guy, like, really was think, thinking about killing him and his friend, too. hmm So, when they kind of walked up, he probably wasn't even surprised. It's just like, what's going on? Who the fuck? What you doing over here? You know you yeah. supposed to be over here. He just started busting on
0: him. Yeah. I can imagine that. Because, you know, you see someone, you recognize, and they pull out a gun. I can imagine your last moments, you're very confused. Right. Man.
1: He's just being good to you.
0: hmm That's you're what makes his case so sad. You. Because... He was such a good man like literally he did nothing at all wrong in this case now chad was charged with involuntary manslaughter and conspiracy to commit involuntary manslaughter his bail was set at one million dollars ryan was charged with aggravated murder his bail was set at five hundred thousand dollars Chris Hahn was charged with involuntary manslaughter and conspiracy to commit aggravated murder. His bond was 500,000. And Yuloma was charged with involuntary manslaughter and conspiracy to commit involuntary manslaughter. And she had a bond of $1 million. Now, Chad, Jackie, and Ryan all took a deal to testify against Yuloma, So this deal got, Chad got 28 years to life. Ryan got 23 years to life. And Jackie was only 17 years old at the time, so she was sentenced to a month in juvenile hall with supervision until she's 21 years old.
1: I mean, but the driver got a hell of
0: time, too? No, the driver didn't get any time at all. Okay. The, remember, the driver was the one that um, drove off and left him, so he wasn't even involved at all. Okay. Yeah. The the people that got sentenced was Chad, the boyfriend, Ryan, the one that actually did the shooting, and so far Jackie, the daughter, because she knew about the plot, but she was only 17. Now, now Chris, Chris was also Chad's cousin and when he bought the gun from, he took a plea deal as well. And with his plea deal, he got 18 years to life. So that's a you know, that's really scary because he didn't like do anything at all but sell the gun. However, just for selling the gun, he got eighteen years of life. So watch when you sell illegal guns, you guys, because that gun is used to kill somebody. Watch
1: when you sell illegal guns. Watch when you guns, sell illegal
0: guns. Because,
1: thing that you're putting out there. Right, this
0: is a prime example. If that gun is used in a murder, it's all bad. You know? <laughs> right.
1: The many, many people that we know that sell these illegal guns, but I, be more cautious. While you're illegally trading this guns,
0: yeah, you need to be more cautious. I mean, because you never know. <laughs> hey, I'm just putting it out there, you I, know. I'm
1: I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I assume, especially because I haven't had my illegal guns, <laughs>
0: but I assume
1: that every illegal gun that's been bought is bought for murder.
0: Yeah, that's the only Why way. Why are you legally it buying? Right, it. that's the only thing you're using it for. Man. Now, Yulama was the only one that decided to go to trial. She didn't take a plea deal. So her trial started June 21st, 2017. The prosecutor reiterated what a good man Will was. I mean, they showed pics with him and the mayor and his kids. They showed him saving people. You know, they they painted a picture that she lied about having cancer because it did turn out that, you know, she lied about having cancer and that she was mad that he may have still been in love with his ex-wife Rita and that she had a whole bunch of debt that she didn't want him to find out about. They said that this was her motive for murder and that she was the mastermind behind the plan. At her trial, Chris, Chad, Ryan, Jack, and Jackie, and also they have found the man who was the driver, testified as well. And he wasn't charged with anything because, again, Chad had lied to him about the reason that they was going over there was to get some weed. And he did the right thing by leaving when he heard gunshots, even though he <laughs> didn't know what happened. <laughs> Which I would have been out of there too, right?
1: I mean, if you wasn't part of it, I'm not getting paid or nothing out of this. Cut. Right? I'm not, I'm not staying for this.
0: Hell no. Now, Especially at
1: the end of the day with 1,500 split four ways, that's just horrible.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it not
1: is. enough to kill somebody.
0: Yeah, somebody anyway. at all. Well, actually it was, okay, so they gave him 20 for gas because he didn't yeah, know about it. Eight
1: hundred. it was and, $800.
0: Yeah, so and it was not split four ways. So Chad was supposed to get 10000 from Yulama's life insurance, but she gave him $1,000. She He gave Ryan $800 in some weed. For to do to actually do the shooting, right? Which is so. And long. so
1: the, the car driver wasn't supposed to get anything. No, because he didn't know about deal. it. They just yeah. gave
0: him get twenty dollars gas money. And, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not,
1: I'm not getting my whole life right. Shut down the drain for twenty dollars gas money.
0: Right, and the fact that you lied in the first place and said, "Hey, we're just going over here to get some weed." I mean, no, like, and then I hear gunshots, like I'm out of here. Bruh. <laughs> now. Uh, you know, there was a string of incriminating text messages between Chad, Ryan, and Chris, as well as between Jackie and Yeloma. And Jackie and Chad testified that Yeloma killed him for the money as she promised to give them $10,000 out of the insurance money. Jackie also said that Chad, that um Yeloma had told them to like pull his pockets out, like to go by his body after he was shot and like pull his pockets out to make it look like a robbery, but they didn't do that. And so... Ryan also testified that he was contacted by, you know, Jackie and Chad on November 3rd, 2013. He admitted to his part in the crime and he admitted that he shot Will for $800 and some weed.
1: Damn. Yeah.
0: Yeah there was a man named Enrique Ramos who was also, he worked at that car garage or that mechanic shop. And he testified that he did hear the conversation between Isaiah and it was Jackie and Chad when, you know, remember when he asked him first, if he could kill him and Isaiah said, no. So he testified and also Jackie and Chad, you know, got heck of mad and, you know, left after Isaiah said, no, he wouldn't kill him. So, Detective Lynch was a 22 year old, a 22 year veteran of the police department. Played the 911 call, and at that point, he was able to dissect the 911 call. And his job is to dissect the 911 call for, you know. Um, lies basically, or deception in the 911 call. If you listen to the 911 call, he said that she used the term please a lot. So, if you guys notice, like when I played it, she was saying please a lot, but again, I did cut it down. But overall, she said please 17 times in the 911 call. She didn't give any facts. And he was said that that's something that's suspicious because even when someone is really hysterical and stuff like that, you're just repetitively saying the same word over and over. That could be a sign of deception on the call. She never responded to direct questions. She didn't say like what she necessarily heard. She deflected a lot of the questions on the call and she was asked several times who shot your husband before she said, I don't know. A firefighter came out and testified that when he came to the scene, Will was covered in blood, but Yulama was not, which didn't actually go with the fact that she was trying to help him because she would have had blood all over her and she only had a little bit of blood on her right hand. They also found out that, you know, Yolanda L- was lying about cancer and she didn't do her proper research because now we're going to get to the stupidest part of the crime. Are you ready? Uh-oh. So, she killed Will for a $100,000 life insurance policy. But do you know who was on that life insurance policy? It was Rita, the ex-wife. She was not even the beneficiary of the damn life insurance. He had Dang. left it to Rita because Rita had his two kids. You guys, check your paperwork. Are you kidding me right now? She assumed that she was the beneficiary on the life insurance policy. And even if she would not have gotten caught, Rita was getting cashed out.
1: I mean, because if you think about it, he thought he was going to leave everything else to his wife.
0: Right. The
1: house, the cars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the house sounds like it's worth a few thousand dollars, Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's no house. Yeah, it's under a hundred thousand dollars these days. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you talk about if you're even in, in the Midwest, what 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 state was it in? This was Ohio. Oh yeah, so it's low value. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like California value. Where like right, you you really could have a, a crap house that's a two bedroom, and you are talking about half a million to to right three quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, so but in Ohio, maybe like three hundred thousand. Yeah, You know, $200,000 house, so it was double the money that she was, so he was like, if I'm leaving you this much,
0: yeah,
1: and, you know, probably had whatever he had in his savings or whatever left to her, too, Mm -hmm. then, you know, he's obviously making a lot, a a lot of money where he doesn't notice that she's putting him in debt. Yeah. He's making a lot of money
0: Mm
1: -hmm. to where he did sign it off to her. Yeah. And just kind of like, I gave you guys something, too. Yeah. Because I always felt like the, the biggest respect of a man on the inside mm-hmm. is how he treats the baby mom. Yeah. Because even if you're not messing with her,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: kids are looking at
0: you. Yeah. You know? and, Yeah, I obviously said that too. Especially, and if it's your second marriage, you know, and you, let's say you don't have any kids, like they didn't have any kids together, it's safe to say you would leave something to your first wife with yeah, the kids, the you one know? that actually
1: had kids by you. Right. You know, because it... Uh, honestly, it's just kind of a respect thing.
0: Yeah, like,
1: I don't expect unless uh, something happens. What uh, that's the only reason why I haven't got tired is because I do anticipate having somebody I'm gonna be with mm-hmm. with with our relationship because I just believe in that. But that's um, I would give a kid to if if asked. Yeah. But what I really want is nobody is somebody to be either had grown kids or don't want to have kids. Right. Because I'm just kind of done with it. And that being said, is of course there's respect to the person that has kids. Yeah. The person that that had that labored my children. Yeah. Brought them in the world. And i decided that that is the essence of what is my future.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? and, and I was like, and I'm so confused. Cause I was like, you did all this and you didn't even look at the paperwork or you didn't even know. You just assumed she did all this on an assumption. And I'm like, you, like, I've seen a lot of stuff happen and I've seen even kids automatically think they're going to get it and it gets left to a charity or it gets left to, you know, somebody else. You can't just assume you're on someone's life insurance policy. To That's- me,
1: it's an auto, to me, it's scarier because mm-hmm. it's an automatic thought. Yeah. You was, you automatic. you was at a certain point before you even got to the crucial point where it was going to be noticeable and you couldn't pay. Somewhere in your mind at the lower end, it, maybe 5000 or 10000 maybe $15,000. I'm going to let's keep giving the oddities of five because I played Domino's recently.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> but
1: around there, you decided in your mind, like, when it gets too much, I'm going to just try and kill him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she just had that in her mind. Yeah, because yeah. you
1: assumed, you just felt like, I know you're going to give me 100000 You had that part thought out without yeah. researching.
0: yeah. Without researching, you just
1: it. knew that 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 would happen.
0: Yeah, that's insane. And I'm like, you guys, like, you know, look at paperwork. Like, and you know, it's crazy. Most couples don't really talk about that. I mean, about okay, well, you're on my life insurance. I think most people probably do just assume, hey, I'm on there. You know, I don't know. Is that a conversation that a lot of people have? You think?
1: I, I feel like. <laughs> All uh, honesty, you should if you're not having it. I wouldn't say you should.
0: I feel like you that should. That like,
1: becomes an awkward conversation.
0: Well, it does because then it makes it sound like, do you want something to happen to me? Right. But, like
1: when you start saying, yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. If I was married to somebody, yeah. And let's just say me and you was married right now, and you just came in and you just you just heard this story you didn't even actually have that thought of thinking that about me.
0: Yeah.
1: And you walked into the house after reading the story out with your friend, Mm -hmm. and you guys talked about a murder, and you came home, and he was like, baby, who's the beneficiary on your life insurance? Right then, I'd be like,
0: yeah, I I would the look fuck? at somebody sideways. Too. Yeah,
1: like why do you care?
0: Like, yeah, and then if you know what, if you were even if I said it I would change, yeah. bro, there you go, there like, you go, lot like, <laughs> um, huh. yeah, that would be a phone call the next day. It's my say. son. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, I would be like, I'm leaving my money to charity. Like the animals are gonna
1: get it. That's right, I'm like, gonna give
0: people.
1: it to some animals. Like <laughs> you start saying
0: something crazy, i would give it to Ronald McDonald. <laughs> That's who I give it the to. Ronald McDonald yeah, no,
1: him personally. Not the <laughs> foundation. Okay, I'm giving it to the Ronald. Now. <laughs> like, what you mean? <laughs> the guy with the red fucking hair. He's gonna have it. What, Go find Ronald.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: that's who gas my money. Cause like right then, so I'm like, yeah. it's very. That's an awkward, weird.
0: It is t-
1: conversation to try and find out.
0: Yeah. Because I might even, yeah, I, and you know what? I might even would say, like, I don't even believe in life insurance. I'm one of those, you know, irresponsible people. I don't have any life insurance. Fuck it. When I die, people are going to go into debt trying to bury me. That's some shit that I might say. Or I'm you just going to be burnt up and you're yeah. not going to be
1: buried like that. Like, somebody just, they're going to go the cheapest way possible. Yeah, just, just burn my ass up. to your life. Yeah. You're going to be a John Doe cheap cemetery that's stacked on top of each other.
0: Right. And, you know, that's crazy because people say that you're supposed to, you know, make plans for death and you're supposed to let everybody know what to do. But some people, it's scary to tell people, hey, you're on my life insurance, so this is what I want you to do, you know, depending on who you're talking to. That is a weird, Girl, I would
1: just... Man, there's very few people on the planet... And I'm not going to include people's mothers in that one. (laughs) there's very few people on the planet that you ever should tell them.
0: That that
1: should be one of those things. Those, I wouldn't say, you know, secrets are good, but those are one of those, it's a good secret. Yeah. That's one of those, you keep that to yourself.
0: But then the crazy thing is, like, so I know people personally, like, unfortunately, I passed away. And they were so secretive that people didn't even know who their provider was through. So who the hell are you calling, like, for the money? Like, you know, to get the money for burial it was like, you're supposed to at least tell people like who your insurance is through. Most right. people don't even know who your loved ones' right. insurance oh, is through. Man. Yeah. Like, damn, I've are you with like happen. New York Live Globe? Are you supposed to call all of They'll them? They'll call <laughs> you years later. <laughs> say- <laughs> I don't even know how that works.
1: They call you after like seventy payments and you'd be like, the person's dead. And they'd be like, They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> After the pay, because we tell you that's what the thing my stepfather said. He's like, "There's two things that are guaranteed in life: is bills and your death, Damn. and even the bills are gonna come after your death."
0: They are. Oh, you know what? Doctor, get off topic. You know what my son asked, and I was like, "Do you guys really not care?" Because you know, I I went to school and I got a degree, and I do have some student loans, right? And so we was talking and my son was like, oh, he said, so you have student loans too? Because I, I tell my kids like how not to get in student loan debts. And, you know, we have the whole thing of, you know, how they're not, we're just paying for their schooling. He said, wait, so he said, if you die, does that get like passed down to us? Like he was so worried. And I was like, no, that's not how it works. Like, is that what you're worried about? If I die? it's student does. loan debt? what no like i think if i die my student loan debt doesn't go to them doesn't it just get wiped so it's gonna get passed down to it my kid? No, i like i want to say what? it
1: does get passed down to a beneficiary it goes into of the council of things that you can get and cannot get oh debts.
0: so they would get responsible for the student loan so they would have so to pay
1: get your money and get your debt too it's not like a one-way street
0: oh no i didn't know that yeah i didn't so okay so when i do you have student loan debt? I don't. Oh, so I okay. Do. So when I die, my kids are finish- so. Then when she dies, your kids are about to get the student loan. Debt.
1: I know I have it. When oh. she dies, I have to her debt. And then,
0: then what about when you debt. die, though? Are they? It, I to-
1: think it's a certain amount that they can ask them. Yeah,
0: that's fucked up. So we've created because, debt for our kids.
1: Well, yeah. Shh. <laughs> <It's> not-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like. It's
1: said- true because oh it's in God. the same way of and it's kind of like what they call you know the, like the fair game of it. Oh. Is they get your money
0: oh, and no. they get your debt? Oh well, shit. Then my son do have some like to worry about. So, like your
1: credit cards <laughs> and stuff like that. No, that's
0: what I was thinking. Like they don't get the credit card debt. Yeah, right. but
1: it's stuff that it can be like accounted to federal government. Oh, if the federal government got to pay for it, that's what it kind of boils down to. Oh no, then your kids got to pay for that. So
0: my son does need to worry.
1: Well, not exactly, but yeah.
0: Well, fuck that. I want him to worry about my I mean, debt. Like, don't worry about the loan dad. Because you, got, you right? got, like
1: you said, life insurance, maybe yeah. a house that you own, stuff yeah. like that, equity that you have, all that gets put into account.
0: Yeah, so I'm not going to worry about it. I was just like, oh, I didn't think that was going to happen, but... <laughs> right. Yeah, that's crazy. Now... So yeah, that was definitely the stupidest part of the crime. But now Yuloma's defense attorney built a whole case saying that Jackie was the mastermind. And she masterminded the whole thing because because Chad and Will didn't get along. And she just wanted Will out of the way so that she could be with her boyfriend and that Yuloma didn't know anything about it. This is how Yuloma's defense was trying to, you know, to spin it. And they said that Uloma loved her husband and all the evidence they have comes from her co-conspirators. So they have every reason to lie. Why would you believe all of these people? The defense also argued that because, just because there was no evidence that Will was abusive, that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. All the firefighters got on the stand to testify what a great man Will was and that he was he did a whole bunch of insane crazy saves and you know they reminisced about everything they had gone through together. The jury went away and they deliberated for an hour and a half and they found her guilty on all counts. She cried and at the sentencing, all of his friends and family testified. His daughter, Melody was really upset because she said that she really comforted Ulama and leaned on her. And they comforted each other. And to find out that she was the one that caused her dad's death, she just felt betrayed and hurt.
1: Well, that and you also threw you your other daughter under the bus.
0: Mm-hmm. You're going
1: to use your daughter, throw her under the bus and say that she plotted on it. you didn't yeah. have to do it. And then you threw your husband under the bus. So right. You throw, basically threw the whole family under the bus mm-hmm. to try and save yourself.
0: Yeah. Now, Ulama got sentenced to life without the possibility of parole, and Jackie actually had gotten pregnant by Chad a little bit before you know all this that he a little bit before he got locked up. So because she was she had only got a month in juvenile hall, she was actually able to raise her kid and everything like that. Malady graduated college. Chris is on his way to college, and Ashley and Macklin Jr. have kids as well. They you know Ashley and Macklin Jr. was her son and girlfriend. They have more kids jessica the oldest daughter that moved away and never came back into the picture so she actually got off the luckiest one because she moved out of state and she moved away and never came back so there was something really dysfunctional about the family she was like i don't want nothing to do with this
1: Well, we wouldn't say dysfunctional it was just people have the different perspectives of it
0: yeah it was super dysfunctional i think it was like i think that's why i remember in the beginning jessica and yuloma didn't really get along and i'm like she got out really lucky because she wasn't involved in none of this well, but, she
1: just wasn't involved with her life at any at any Yeah,
0: moment. at all. But well, this was a sad case. But you see why I said this is probably the stupidest case that we've covered. Like, I think when it comes to <coughs> that whole not having your affairs in order, and the guy was a good guy, and literally she killed him for no reason at all, except for debt. And I mean, he was just a good man, honestly. He was the kind of man that if she would have came to him and said, hey, this is what I need, he would have gave it to her. That's the sad part about it.
1: Girl, that was a sad that's part the part He probably would have paid her out. He would have paid her is, out. Like what the He hell probably you... would have helped her out of it. Is what yeah. she don't know. She probably would have came clean,
0: right?
1: And been like, "I got a problem." Yeah, been spending this money. He probably would have actually stood by his wife and helped her out. That's what she don't get. I, the only thing I will say is it, you know, it sounds like a rap song that I heard in the Bible, mm. where it says, "Don't save her. She doesn't want to be saved." Oh no. yeah, you know, <laughs> and um, some people. It, you, it sounds cold blooded,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think we was talking about this when we were talking about the the weight of the world versus a man and a woman. Yeah, and I was talking about the expectations that are put on a man. Oh yeah, versus the, the struggles that a woman has to go through mm-hmm. where it, it kind of breaks even. But as me being a man, I'm like this stuff is still hard. Yeah, so
0: we talked about that uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, sounds kind of cold blooded, but some men need to draw a line on what they're going to try and save. Because we don't, as in saying that, we don't look for women that are equally yoked or better than us in, in success like mm-hmm. women do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's actually an expectation. Not even just look for it. It's an expectation. Yeah. Where women just expect a man to be better than wherever they are in life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or they're not going to mess with him.
0: hmm mm-hmm. You
1: know? So as a man, it should be a caliber that you will or not go underneath.
0: Mm-hmm. that
1: a man should be more aware of. Yeah. You know. You definitely um,
0: have the same standards. Yeah, because that probably would have helped, you yeah, know. Because definitely.
1: it just <clears throat> it just shows that it was a very one-sided way mm-hmm. where he was, you know, very honest, very upfront, very loving, um, financially um, naive, mm-hmm. as well as trusting. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and just not questioning what's going on and and at the end of that, to be killed just for trusting your wife. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just because she has a mentality, as I jokingly made at the beginning of all this. Yeah. But in all honesty, in it all honesty, it yeah, should be a certain yeah caliber in which you just look at a person. I'm yeah. not saying like, hey, look at them. And this has nothing to do with race, but I'm just saying not just, hey, being a, a classist person of where... Oh, yeah, she's from the hood. It's never going to be nothing. Not saying that. What I'm saying is there is a certain level that is now what I look at as relationships because I'm not going to lie. I believe like every relationship, especially marriage, Mm -hmm. should have a clause here, like almost like a presidency. Mm -hmm. Every eight years, y'all decide whether y'all want to still be married. Oh,
0: yeah, you said that in the Chris Watts case. I remember that. Like, it's like, yeah. I
1: I believe it. Like, because it is something that is perpetually working. And you are not the same person, just like I was talking about when it was talking about jail sentencing, talking about the, you know the time period in which you of uh, death row and all that. It's the same thing that happens with the principle of regular people as well. Yeah. In which, hey, this is not the same person that which committed to this relationship as before on both sides.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, with you are a person that is with this interaction and you have this for this long? You should be able to have a time to analyze or say that this isn't going right with no penalties,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: so that's 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 what I'm alluding to with all this uh-huh. is he was a person that was doing all the right things, and she was a person that was invested into trying to get what she could out of it,
0: yeah mm-hmm That's all she cared about. She was just, she cared about the bag. She didn't care about him. She lied about having cancer just to get his benefits, like all that.
1: Right, right. And it's built up on it. So you need to have, you need to have like a level of which they, it, it sounds crazy, but they need to have something to lose to. If you're, if you are a person, that's what it kind of boils down to, what I'm saying is. Mm-hmm. If you are a person that you're like, hey, I'm a firefighter, I'm a doctor, I did this much years of investing into myself and this much income invested into my career, Mm -hmm. don't just date the person who's talking about she's going to be a YouTube star yeah, and you know she ain't done nothing else but date a guy in high school and live, and she's still living with her parents type. Of, I'm not saying it's not you know whatever scenario that it is that it may be a circumstance where she had to move back, but it's just in saying that you have nothing to lose. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. messing with me is all the game mm-hmm. because with that comes the also right. the dynamic of this person's not going to want to mess up their life. Yeah. For trying to do something to
0: me. Exactly. Because I now I'm thinking about it. Yulama had literally nothing to bring to the table. But right. Besides, you know, she brought her kids and that was it. Like, she literally brought nothing to the table in this relationship.
1: Right. I know it sounds of a man yeah. to say to men, a woman should bring. and I, I But I'm a believer of that.
0: Well, I do I'm believe equally yoked. That, yeah. I believe everybody should put in together. I don't believe It says in should, the Bible,
1: don't be yeah. unequally yoked. Yeah, I don't, don't believe be one person yoked. should sit on
0: their ass and the other person does everything. That's not fair. That's not fair. It's
1: not. It's not. They should have some type of contributory in which they're invested into because they can see the purpose of what you're doing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like men should look at women like that beyond just the booty and the tits.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, Mm because let me tell you something. I say go for a girl that's prettier in the face and have the qualities that you want and worry about the body later because at the end of the day, she can either lose weight and get the body, gain weight and get the body because some of them are too skinny or at the end of the day, y'all could just buy her a body.
0: <laughs> yeah. You
1: know what I'm yeah. saying? But you can't change that face.
0: Well, I do mean, you now can't look at Michael change Jackson? No, no,
1: you can try, and but, you're gonna come up Michael Jackson. You're gonna come a Lil Kim style. Oh. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be the happiest moment for you. <laughs> You're going to look like you, you fucking a deer with a pointed-ass nose at you, so like, like a blinker. Was, just going, just pointing everywhere you're supposed to go.
0: I thought Michael Jackson was <laughs> handsome.
1: Uh, He was, past tense. <laughs> that is what everyone thought.
0: <laughs> By the time he was
1: dying, he looked like one of those aliens from the X-Files.
0: Oh, see, we can't just... Man,
1: I, I don't, I, oh, I can, because I, love Michael, I <laughs> love Michael Jackson. I love Michael Jackson. I thought Michael Jackson was my real father. Like, he flew in my window like Peter Pan and incriminating <laughs> my mama. I'm like, I can't. Like, avoid. I love Michael Jackson. Don't yeah. you ever... Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, part of this conversation. I know the truth.
0: I know the truth. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was looking at his face. Oh, i was trying not to laugh
1: about this. Uh, yeah, because you know it's true. You, you looked at his face too, uh, girl. Please, please, I, I would not let anybody ever talk down about. Him. I, 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 I With a lack of time, we're gonna wrap that up, and I'll say this quick story. Michael Jackson was the only time I actually had a starstruck moment. I did not know I could be starstruck. Oh. And the coldest part is It wasn't even Michael Jackson I was in Vegas A few years ago And they have like Three people <laughs> That they have Actually got plastic surgery That are ordained Michael Jackson impersonators Oh my You guys god. gotta go see them Cause they're they, I mean, Oh my god It would take your breath away <clears throat> So these people actually Their bone structure fits it They got surgery Like they spent money On themselves Plastic wise To look like Michael Jackson One of them guys Happened to be outside Smoking a cigarette And I was walking down the strip and he was outside. We was turning on the side of a building and because we were talking about we was going to get something to eat and he was just looking forward and puffing a cigarette and he looked over at me. He didn't look at me. He was just looking forward because he's puffing a cigarette, but I felt like Michael Jackson oh, wow. made you eye contact fainted? with me and I faint? stopped moving. Oh, wow. And I was like, Michael,
0: michael and i started
1: reaching out to him like, oh like i was like M- M- mike i already I, the coldest part is i knew he was dead for two years oh
0: he, my was God, he was already dead was it was dead? two three years after he was dead <laughs> it was
1: like two three four years after he was dead oh hell no and i was like some reason he came back to life and is
0: looking at me <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too much. And I
1: started walking to I was in a trance. I swear I saw an aura like a glow around his body. Oh wow. That's how much I love Michael Jackson. But oh, yeah. I knew he was dead and I thought he came back alive life as a premonition to tell me I was going to do something with my life like warp in the middle of a Star Trek type of episode. That like so like awesome. I'm telling you I love Michael Jackson, but I'm just telling you what he did look like, though.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to tell you that. So, for next week, I'm actually going to keep the case that we're going to cover next week as a surprise. Because... Well, it's actually going to be a loyal listener request, and so I'm doing this case next week. And I'm not going to tell you what it is because you're not going to know what it is either, but I'm excited. So you you'll love keeping
1: out. me in yeah, anticipation. Yeah, you'll
0: find out next week with everybody else. So actually, the next two cases are listener requests because we have loyal listeners. So I want to do it the right way, and I want to do the shout-out and everything when next week when we do the case.
1: Well, I am ready to shout to anybody Who's sitting there supporting us. I'm yes, loving it. It's
0: amazing. And I really appreciate everybody for listening. Please make sure you like, share the show. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast at. We're also on Instagram. Follow us at Hot Garbage Show. And join the discussion group on Facebook, the Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. So, yeah. Do you have anything else?
1: i I wanted to say I commend you for the fact that you cleaned up your speech. You're not doing that Obama uh, uh, yours was uh you say uh the phrase. You say a little phrase beforehand, and it's not going to be before to bust you out about it at this moment. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm proud of you. You actually stopped doing that. It actually was reading through thoroughly as a good narrator. Yes,
0: I'm reading through yeah, thoroughly.
1: Yeah, well, You know, though, at that point, you was always and, then at, that point, and oh. at that point and at that <laughs> point and at that point. This time I was sitting there listening to you, and you did not do that as much.
0: Well, thank you. You, you brought
1: that way way down.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. And everyone, we'll see you next week. Take care and watch your back out there.